welcome to Batchadamia, a podcast so educational it could be a university class. With your hosts, Danielle Dick McHugh, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henniger. Welcome, everybody, to the Batchadamia Update Show. We have all of your favorite people here. Um, how's everybody doing? Good. I'm great. Danielle Summer. was just eating a rotisserie chicken salad. You bet. I just had a banana, so we've all got our snacks now. Kim, Kim is not going to want for potassium during this this recording at all. No leg cramps today. Nice. <laughs> all right. So uh, obviously, the Bachelorette's not on right now, but we wanted to update you on our lives and give you hot takes on stuff. And so I filled out um, some questions for everybody. Uh, so let's get started. All right. Uh, So Kim and I yesterday went to go see Maverick. And so my question for the day is... And Bill's wife. Yes, and Elaine. um, (laughs) But she actually fell asleep for the first like 40 minutes. I don't know if you noticed, but she was like out cold. She had her pretzel bites and then she fell asleep for like half the movie. So And I was like this the whole movie. It was good. It was so good. Yeah. It was. I've heard that it's good, but Elaine just likes documentaries, doesn't she? Yeah, I was surprised. Usually she she says no thanks, but I think because she's a child of the 80s, she was like, okay, I'll get in on this one. So I squealed out loud and clapped a couple of times because of some throwbacks to the original movie. Mm-hmm. It was good. That's awesome. So my question is, what would your call sign be? So, you know, like Maverick's call sign, his name's Pete something Mitchell Pete Mitchell but he goes by call sign Maverick there's Jester and the new one there's one fanboy payback hangman so what would your call sign be it's got to be something about you like very like specific or like something that really describes you so I saw the outline 20 minutes ago Mm-hmm. And so I quickly Googled some thesaurus words because <laughs> I'm cool. And so um, I think that my, I would have my call sign be Moxie. Oh, oh, Moxie is a good one. That is a good one. Nice. Danielle. I don't know when you, when you said, when you started describing, I was like, planners stickers <laughs> like, <laughs> and i think those would make terrible call signs <laughs> I, I love daily planner as a call sign bank right planner bank right bank right and my book, six <laughs> book lover <laughs> amazing you didn't become a fighter pilot with all of these high high energy hobbies of yours you bet. <laughs> Nothing says fighter pilot like stickers. <laughs> Days of the week stickers. Oh, man. I don't know. What do you think mine should be? Well, so this was my next thing. So then I thought we would each give e- one other person their call sign. Mm. Um, so, Kim, I had mm. you down giving Danielle hers. So Yes. And my call sign for you are two letters based on your love of something very specific. So I have your call sign being Y-A for your nice. love of young adult oh, books. They, they just call her yeah. Yah. 
<laughs> I love it. Or just YA. YA or yeah. That's a good I one. That, Cam, that is better than Days of the Week Planner. <laughs> oh. I don't think that will fit on your helmet either. <laughs> so I'll go for Kim. I had Riddler because Kim is the best um, trivia partner I've ever had. She is mm-hmm. an absolute dictionary of pop culture, TV, music, knowledge. And so I thought that'd be a really good one for her. I know some stuff. You do, you know some stuff. I know things. Well, I kind of cheated, Bill. Yeah. I feel like you already have yours. Which is? Slazilla, which so, is a cycle name. So that is my name in cycling and jujitsu for a long time. People called me Hell Sloth. So mm-hmm. something with sloths. Um, yeah. Slothzilla was just one day I was reading a news article and there was a paleontologist who supposedly found a slothzilla and it was like a sloth but it's like the size of like a giraffe or something and I just thought it was the funniest uh like just it was one of the funniest mental images you could think of like a giant like Godzilla but just moving really slow towards you it's like it's coming in a bit The vegetarian, so it's probably just gonna eat our house plants, but I didn't realize that there is like a real life story behind the nickname, but yeah. Yeah, so Hellsloth, they everyone was like, Yeah, you, you choke people out, but it's really slow and doesn't look like it should happen. <laughs> That's me. Take it. <laughs> Where you go. Nice. All right. Well, that was that was rewarding. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm going to start calling you by your uh, by your call names now. I like it. All right. So summer updates. Kim, you got some big news. I do. I final. I had my last day at UNI last week because I've taken a new job with a nonprofit in Cedar Rapids, which is very exciting. And I start tomorrow, or I'm not sure when we'll post this. I start on June first. And I'm very excited about it. I will be commuting for a little while because I'm still up in Cedar Falls for the summer. Um, And I'm very excited to continue watching The Bachelorette. And I've decided that this summer I'm going to work on my cakes. Mm -hmm. So dessert for Bachelorette viewing this summer will be different cakes. Because that's what you want on a hot summer day is a big piece of cake. I didn't even think about that, Kim, that you're going to be probably moving. And so you won't be part of the watching. We're Not true. Lose. Huh. Not true. I'll still be. I can still do the watch party. My car goes north and south. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> we, we need that gluten-free, dairy-free magic that Kim makes. So. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. So all three of us are big time readers. What's the best thing you've read this summer? So yesterday I finished, um, the book it's called book lover by Emily Henry, I believe is the author. And it is, if you need a good beach read, they make fun of the sort of small, like big city, small town romance trope. And it's hilarious. Some people have described it as like Schitt's Creek, but a book. (laughs) It's really great. I tore through it in like two days. Um, My best um, YA fiction recommendation that I've read in the last month is 
I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It's called Lobizona or Lobizona. It's L-O-B-I-Z-O-N-A. And it is, people describe it as an adult Harry Potter, but I don't know. It's like um, a lovely story that is like, I think it's super progressive. It's like um, Harry Potter meets like immigration issues and trans and gender and sexuality issues. It's a really great book. That's um, a good, that's a good what's book. What's it called? It's called um, Labazona. Um, okay. It's there's two of them in the series. It's L-O-B-I-Z-O-N-A and it is written by Romina Garber. Mm-hmm. And the second book in the series is Casadora. Hmm. Um, highly recommend it. It's doing some really smart stuff around like immigration and borders and um, yeah, gender and sexuality. Was that Vaughn? That was Vonnegut squeaking. Give he can God, smell that I have rotisserie chicken. chicken. Give him yes. chicken. Kim, what about you? Best yeah, so ever. I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm going to give you the name of a book that I read last summer, but it's okay. very good. And so I think people should read it. And then I'm going to give you two other books. So the one from last summer that's really good is The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. And it's really good. And it's... um. You, it's about six little special skilled children who are put in a house so, to, so that they're not a danger to others, but they're like children and they're super sweet. And there's a lot of um, messaging in it where you go, well, huh, this is real life, but it's about like a monster who wants to be a bellhop and b- the child Lucifer. And it's really good. So I highly recommend that one. It's beautiful. I just downloaded a new book by TJ Klein. I'm excited. It's next on my list. Okay. And then one I just finished as an audiobook is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. And this is a romance novel that is um, the son of the American president, the son of the female American president, and the grandson of the British queen, not Elizabeth. Um, I think they have her called Mary in the book. Um, it's a uh, enemies to lovers love story about two men. And it's the first of that type of genre I've ever read. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. So I two thumbs up on that one. It was called Red, White and Royal Blue. Red, White and Royal Blue. And then my other one that I just finished is called... Now What, How to Move Forward When We're Divided on Practically Everything by Sarah Stewart-Holland and Beth Sil- Silvers. They have the- oh, I saw pants- that on your Goodreads. Yeah, they have the Pants Who Politics podcast. This is their second book and I really like their podcast. I really like them um, and I really enjoyed this book. So those are my three recommendations. What's it called, Now What? Now what, how, I'm, I'm looking at my Goodreads on my phone for my what I've read. Now what, how to move forward when we're divided. Awesome. And their first book was called, I think you're wrong, but I'm listening, A Guide to Grace-Filled Political Conversations. Awesome. 
Um, so I just finished The Alchemist, but I've read that a bunch of times, but I really like that book. It's a good centering book. It makes you think about your life and what you're doing. Um, but as far as other books I read, I read A Deadly Education and then The Last Scholar Mance. Kim was not a fan of it, um, but that's okay because much like the book you just referenced, I can listen to you and we can have, you know, differing opinions. I thought it was good. It's like Harry Potter, um, but in a uh, Hogwarts that's trying to kill him. Um, and it has a strong female lead, which I do love a good strong female lead. Um, I liked it. A deadly education. Yeah, and it's for the first time I've started reading a um, series that hasn't been out for like years. And so I actually have to wait for the last book in the series. It's, I've never done this before. Normally I, it's like people tell me after. So I'm excited. September it comes out. So Bill, Bill just went on like one of his hiking adventures. Bill, like when you're like cuddling with bears and stuff, mm -hmm. or whatever you do on these things, do you also read books? Yeah, I do. So I, um, I backpack through North shores up in Michigan um, two weeks ago. And I used to bring my Kindle, but I did the Olympic National Park and I was backpacking on a beach and I slipped and fell on the rocks and my Kindle disintegrated. Like it just had a big crack. And that's when I realized, well, maybe this is why we have real books because you can't like crack a book. So now I always take a real one so that I can't break it. Um, and so I was reading... Um, now you'll drop it in a lake or something. I was going to say, True. water does hurt books, though. Yeah, I keep everything in bags in my backpack, so that's not a, a problem, but um, they can't stop it from being crushed. Um, I just read one that Connie, who has been on the podcast before, gave to me, and I can't find it. Um, here we go. Uh-oh, the internet's running slow. I'll yell it out here in a moment of like clarity. Best thing you watched this summer. Best TV viewing for you all. Um, I just finished. I mean, it came out on Friday and I've already finished the first section of season four of Stranger Things. Oh, it was very, very good. I'm very excited for the second half of the season to come out. Um. I've discovered Bob's Burgers about 10 years after everyone else, and I'm obsessed with it, and I love it, and it makes me laugh out loud, and I might be Linda Belcher. <laughs> and then I discovered a show yesterday on Netflix, well, on Bridgerton, of course, and then I discovered a show on Netflix yesterday called The Beauty Queen of Jerusalem. It's, mm -hmm. a, um, it's an Israeli television show that takes place in different timelines from 1918 to 1970 following a family in different generations and it's very interesting and it's all subtitled so it forces me to actually pay attention and not be on my phone while I watch it so I like it. Awesome. Danielle I know you're not a big uh I don't I haven't I don't watch tv unless it's the bachelor it could be a so, movie I know um, you saw I Sonic of, 2. I did. I saw Sonic 2 with my kids. So that is the only television I've watched in the last month. Um, and it was fun. Um, we did. I guess we did watch Sonic 1 in preparation for watching Sonic 2. Um, I thought, you know, Jim Carrey is really good in it. 
he makes a great villain um so yeah that's about all i've watched nice um trying to think what i've watched that's been really earth shattering there's a show on netflix called working moms or working uh that's a canadian show and i the other day i was like doing something i turned it on it's really funny i enjoyed mm-hmm. it so i like that one yeah are you still uh, watching like ultimatum or what what oh i went through ultimatum yeah so Ultimatum was the show on Netflix and basically you come on with your significant other and one of them doesn't want to get married and so the whole point of the show was that you two um, kind of separate and you date one of the other members of the couple um, and you move in with them and then after three weeks you move back in with your significant other and then you decide if you still want to be together and shockingly um and and there's a whole bunch of research on this and I won't go full professor but people tend to stay with the person they came with because the cost for alternatives is higher but when they talk about it they're also like well this new person I just don't argue you know we just were we're very excited about being with everyone and it's like well no shit like you know you remember when you first started dating your significant other it's like really easy to be on your best behavior like what are you going to argue about? All you're doing is making out and like going out to eat and watching movies. And, you know, it's like everything you do at that point in your relationship's easy. You haven't had to like, ah, crap, we got to replace the furnace or, you know, so um, I I would not recommend if you have been dating someone for a while and they don't want to get married, giving them an ultimatum. I'm not sure that that has ever really led to a good outcome. Because if they say yes, then your whole rest of your marriage, you're going to be like, maybe I force them into it. If they say no, well, then what if you would have given them some more time? So, but I love the show. I mean, that aside, I watched it in like three days because I'm a trash can of trashy TV. I'm Oscar the Grouch of television. Like, that's amazing. You get me some fighting couples in there, some drama. Oh man. Have you all kept up with some of the things that have happened with the bachelor contest, different bachelor contestants? No, so like Becca got, Becca got engaged to Thomas last year. Yeah, week. I saw that. It was a while ago. I'm trying to think if there's, you know, I think people Clayton, released some more books. Clayton quit his job and it moved wherever, is it Susie? Um, she's in Virginia. Is that right? And so he moved out there and he's starting a personal training business. Um, Hannah released her book and then her, her um, accompanying journal to her book. Hannah B, right? Yes. God bless this mess. And then the journal where you can write about being a mess. I like, Oh, it's not, I thought you meant she was releasing her, a, her journal along with her book. Blank journal to journal while you read along with her book you know it'd be really good is if she released like a journal with her thoughts and then you journal like prompts from hannah b but solely (laughs) about her life life was hard today i had to post about how i like this thing that someone's paying me to say i like how's your day going this is my next goal get them group it's just like a hannah b (laughs) journaling activity oh man i love it so the bachelorette starts july 11th it's going to be two bachelorettes two of them thoughts predictions i i'm 
excited for this concept. I'm going to be really annoyed if the whole show ends up them falling in love with the same person and fighting over the same person. You mispronounced really excited when you said annoyed. That's how I'm going to be. I want the drama. I am still a little mad about Clayton's season. What specifically? Let's talk about it, Daniel. Clayton. I I feel like I feel like I could maybe forgive the franchise better mm-hmm. if they like eased me back into it with like Bachelor in Paradise before mm-hmm. another episode of The Bachelorette. I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued by the two bachelorettes at once thing, but um I just I don't I don't trust the franchise. <laughs> So I watched, so there was a new season of Joe Millionaire, again, because I am a steaming pile of trash heap when it comes to reality television. I love everything about it. Um, And there were two guys on Joe Millionaire, obviously. So the women didn't know who was, one was rich, one didn't have a, wasn't rich, although I think he had a decent amount of money. And those guys were competing for the same pool of women. And they were like the most polite, like just, nice about it like they talked about their feelings and at one point he's like yeah I like her but she's probably not going to be for me like I I think there was no drama that the producers were hoping for and so I'm wondering if that's how this will go if they'll be really like you know do any of you all listen to Gretchen Rubin's podcast that like happier so her sister is like a tv producer for a reality tv Mm -hmm. show and I'm like, I need to know what it is and watch it. It's something with the word paradise in it. <laughs> um, oh, is it that show on Netflix called? Um, I know it, it's, is it like a dating reality show? I think so. Yeah. And now I feel like I need to, because I guess they just got done recording and it went so well that they're actually like pushing it back to the fall because oh. like you get more viewers then. So paradise hotel maybe i will look it up what love island (gasps) love island maybe i think it is love island huh the british version or the american version i don't know now i'm like confused (laughs) i will look it up i've seen Um, them both i've seen them both guys let me see gretchen rubin's sister Elizabeth Craft. Let's see. Okay. Now Elizabeth Craft. Dating show. Reality TV. Okay. When I put the uh the word Fantasy Island. Fantasy, Fantasy Island. Island. Okay. Seen that one too. Um when I put the category terms in here, I'm for sure going to put Gretchen Rubin's sister. <laughs> in case anyone jumps on to uh, iPodcasts and is like, <laughs> I So is it a reality? Because this doesn't look like it's a reality show. Um, it's a TV series. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I guess like it went really well. And so I don't know. I've never seen it though. Oh yeah. Only listen to her talk about it on the podcast. And wow. sorry, y'all are gonna like take a tour of my house while I let my dog outside because he's being annoying. 
That's fine. Oh, I have one more uh, recommendation for TV that I've started watching. Um, it's a documentary on Freeform called Deep End, and it's about uh, this lady named Teal Swan. And she is uh, basically a cult leader, but it's all talking about, is she really a cult leader or is she uh, just a religious leader? It's very good. And I have one more recommendation myself now that we're talking documentaries, because there's a documentary on Netflix called Our Father about a fertility doctor who impregnated women with his own spe uh, speed, his own um, semen instead of the donor or their husband's spun fun funk. I just said that. In <laughs> we are adults whatever um and then these adult these children as because this was all going down in the 80s and now these grown adults are doing like 23 and me testing and finding each other and he's uh, he's made 94 children that they know of so far elaine was telling me about that one i've read about it i've not watched it but like uh and he's not the only fertility doctor that they have discovered did this but he's the only one who's been so prolific. That's wild. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a good way to transition to kind of the end of the show, I feel like. Um, <laughs> thing you're most looking forward to this summer. For those um, of you who don't know, and, and Kim's off of this kind of the schedule now, but in, in academia, it's like the summer comes even if you work through the summer, which I have to as an administrator, summer is just different. You just go at a different pace, what you can and can't do. Um, but also summer is just fun. I just enjoy summer. So what are you most looking forward to? And any advice, one recommendation for the listeners that they should do this summer? Oh. I, well, I'm just like really looking, well, one I've decided, well, so we were kind of talking, my husband and I, about how we need to have like, rather than like a summer theme, almost like a summer vibe or personality. And, uh, you know, like a vagabond summer or something like that, right? Only I realize I'm definitely going for a bougie bitch summer. where like, you know, I'm drinking lots of iced coffee and <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know. I just ordered like false eyelashes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I don't know, like, but we're, we're doing lots of fun summer stuff. We're going to head to the pool a lot with the kids next week. We're taking a little vacation to Des Moines. Um, I'm going to go to the Dells for the first time. I actually don't think I've ever been to the Dells. But, like, okay. So one of the, one of our faculty was telling me his family was going to the Dells and he asked me if I had ever been. And I said, this is, the interesting thing in where I was from, if you could go to the Dells, you were in like, it, you weren't rich, but you were like middle class enough. Your family could go on a vacation. My family didn't have enough money to go to the Dells. So it's like, there's this weird, like social strata in Newton, Iowa, where it's like the rich kids were like, we wouldn't go to the Dells. That's where the white trash people go. The white, the actual like people who didn't have a lot of money was like, oh, they got a bunch of money. They can go to the Dells. So I'm very interested in what your feedback is. I just. Well, I'll let you know if it meets my bougie theme. Yeah. Or if it's like, you know, 
I mean, I would have thought like a bougie summer vacation would have been like Paris or Hawaii or something, you know? Yeah. Not Maybe the-, the Dells are the Paris of Wisconsin. <laughs> Absolutely. I, Paris I of the like- upper Midwest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, yesterday we took the kids, like we just went and sat on the river and they walked down um, just like a boat ramp and they were like, oh my gosh, it's the beach. And it's just like this crappy like boat ramp and they were having a blast. They like built a sandcastle. Like then we played under a bridge and they tried to scare like the bats. Like that is not very bougie, but like it was delightful. It's bougie if they were doing it ironically. <laughs> Maybe like it, I should have sipped wine or something yeah. while I watched them play. Or had a nanny watching them while you were there sipping wine. There we go. I need to up my bougie game. Look at my kids. <laughs> go take care of them. Kim, what about you? Um, my theme for every summer is get as many freckles as possible. So I hope to be outside a whole lot. Um, My advice to everyone is to wear sunscreen. Always wear sunscreen. Um, And then I don't, I, because I was in such a waiting period and a transition period for about two months this spring, I haven't really made any plans for the summer. So I'm excited to just kind of have the summer happen and see what happens with, with my summer. And my recommendation for other people to do for the summer is to go to the Wisconsin Dells and hang out with Danielle. Absolutely. Uh, I am looking forward to, uh, I'm doing the beer mile uh, again in two weeks. I'm volunteering at the beer mile. And this will be my fifth or sixth year that I've done it. Um, and I'm going to do it. I have had two knee surgeries, so I'm, I'm expecting I'm going to win it probably this year. Uh, I've also been drinking heavily. Um, so I, I feel like I've really, my training's on point. Um, I think I got like seven thirty last year I'm shooting for the low sixes this year. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's chug a beer, run a quarter mile, chug a beer, run it, you know, until you get to a mile, very healthy. Um, I've been trying to talk Ryan into it. So maybe, maybe oh. he will join you. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. And we could, we could use more volunteers if anyone is in the Cedar Valley and wants to volunteer at the beer mile. Here you go. Uh, advice to people. Um, I think you should go out and sleep in a tent at least once, like find a nice cool day. And even if it's in your backyard, uh, it's a fun, like childhood thing to go you know, I would suggest setting it up in your backyard. So in case it starts pouring, you can run back inside. You don't got to go full crazy. So cool. My, my piece of advice is to have a water balloon fight, but buy the water balloon. Yes. That have like all the little straw things. Yes. And you, yes, it's, I, they didn't have them when we were kids. They're brilliant. I love it. You can have like 50 water balloons in like three minutes. I have um I have one in the house and I I have it for when my neighbor kids are out doing it and I fill it up real quick and just start going after them. I Although love I do water balloon fights. I do feel like it is a rite of passage to try to tie a water balloon as a kid. And like if you got like these fat little fingers like me 
they don't like it's hard to wrap a, a water balloon around it and so water balloons are just hard but these are not and yeah they just like fall you, off it's a yeah i you uh, just have like all of the joy of the water balloon without any of the pain yeah. in the ass yeah i love a good water i'm gonna balloon. go hit i'm gonna go hit one of my neighbor kids with a water balloon when i get home that'll be fun i hit one with a snowball this winter and he started crying and then i was like oh sorry buddy okay. We also made it a goal to go as a family to go to the pool 25 times this summer. Ooh, that's a good goal. We're going to do it. That sounds like my hell. Oh. I like to go do the water walks at night when oh. it's not full of other bunch of people. Water walking is nice. I just, we hope I you've like been being outside. We hope you've been inspired by this. Uh, <laughs> us telling you what to do with your life. So wear sunscreen wear sunscreen are we ready to wrap it up i think so sure. all right so we got a shout out we are over 1000 cities to be precise our podcast has been listened to in um 1021 cities uh it has been listened to in all continents except antarctica um and the Come city- on, scientists listen to us yeah jesus um and the city we're shouting out to today chambersburg pennsylvania which is in southern pennsylvania um it was settled by the european uh european settlers in 1775 um what else do we have about it uh right now the average temperature there the median temperature is going to be right around 70 degrees for june nice Um, it's very pleasant yeah, it has about 21,000 people in it. It's seen about an 8% population grow since the 2010 census. Uh, the economy, mostly farming, uh, but they do have some wonderful shops there. There's a Walmart, a Lowe's. The Chambersburg Mall uh, has one anchor store, but 33 vacant stores. Uh, they do have a Kohl's. On- Sounds like our mall. Yep, exactly. They do have a Kohl's on exit 17. Uh, if you go there to eat on exit 17, you're going to find a Sonics, a Starbucks, a TGI Fridays, Red Robin, Bud Ruckers, one of my favorite places to eat. You have a Starbucks. Yeah. Ruby Tuesday, Panera Bread, Chipotle, Texas Roadhouse, Olive Garden, and Long Corn Steakhouse. It's like the Cedar Falls of Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, and they have, oh, so here's what I love about it. You guys ready for this? They are part of small town America. Recreation includes sports events such as baseball games at Henniger Field, which is my last name. No relation to me, but randomly someone listened to our podcast and there's a Henniger Field, probably because they saw my last name. That's awesome. Who's this guy be smirching our good name? (laughs) I love it. That's it. That's all I got for you. Great Have a good summer. We'll be back uh, once the uh, Bachelorette starts. July 11th. You have been listening to Bachademia with your hosts, Daniel Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henning. All thoughts and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the person who spoke them. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show, leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, please share with your family, friends, colleagues, and other Ardent Bachelor fans. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at bachadamia at gmail.com. Or on the Twitter with the handle at Bachadamia. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.